0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. And it is Thursday, uh, April 28th. You know what that is? You know what this is? This is draft day. This is draft weekend, NFL draft weekend. Usually a really big deal. I'm I'm, I'm into it. I love watching the first round. Mel Kuyper's going to be doing the draft from home because he's unvaccinated. And uh, ESPN allows the male commentators to work from home. The females, as you recall, that female uh, college football uh, sideline reporter was fired for being unvaccinated. But the males, they get to work from home if they don't want to get vaccinated. Um, I love this idea. The Red Sox have some unvaccinated players. So do the Yankees and everyone else. And they can't go to Toronto because because of rules, because of laws. The pack, the vaccine, the pandemic is over pretty much. We all agree. Even Fauci on Tuesday said the pandemic was over. Of course he said Wednesday it's back on, but, uh, the media, I love the Boston globe blames the players for not getting vaccinated, even though we already have learned time and again, the vaccines don't stop the spread. They don't stop you from getting COVID, but, uh, it's the player's fault. It's not this idiotic rule, this law in in Canada, which doesn't allow you to come in and play. So they blame the player, even though we've learned the vaccines are ineffective and there's really no reason for the player to get vaccinated. But if the player doesn't get vaccinated and can't play, it's his fault when the team loses. That's how it works with the media. These are people who a year ago said the vaccine will stop the spread. The vaccine will stop the transmission. You must get vaccinated. Then when we learn it doesn't stop the transmission, it doesn't stop the spread, they don't change a thing. They don't change their opinion at all. It's Still, you must get vaccinated to protect people. Well, it doesn't protect people, and they don't change their opinion. It's bizarre. It's like, okay, we got it. You got vaccinated. It spares you from serious illness or death. I understand that, but if you're a 25-year-old professional athlete, You aren't going to die anyway. You're not going to be ill, uh, uh, hospitalized. So how is it the player's fault if the player decides to get a vaccine that doesn't do anything for him or for, more importantly, his teammates and the people around him? I think you should blame the people who won't let him play. But that's just me. Uh, We don't have to get back into vaccines or back into Fauci. Uh, We're allowed, by the way, we're allowed to criticize Fauci on Twitter now. That's pretty exciting. Uh, I, I, I'm sure he's a little, little pissed off right now that he no longer has the protection of, uh, of uh, the protection provided by Jack Dorsey and Vijay J. Gaddy, the uh, top lawyer at Twitter. They no longer have your back, little man. So you're going to have to face a little criticism from uh, people on Twitter. I know that's rough. I know. I, I love how we've made this transition to um, online bullying is the worst thing that can happen. Now that that uh, Musk has uh, purchased Twitter, we're all worried about online bullying. Somehow, we all forgot about the block button or the mute button or just getting off of Twitter if you're getting. Bullied uh Taylor Lorenz. If you're getting bullied, Vijay J Gade, I don't know. You're pretty aware. You're pretty adept at at, at uh, navigating Twitter. Maybe you just block those people who are picking on you. We've now become. You now we've now uh, reverted back to. Oh, those poor little ladies. We need to protect those poor little ladies. What are we going to do? We we don't have content moderation to protect the little girls out there. What now? We're going to have to uh, make some anti-bullying laws. Again, how about you just block them? How about you just ignore them? When did we get to this point where we need laws to protect the girls on Twitter, the girls who could just simply ignore the trolls? That's the beauty of, of, of the Internet. They're not knocking on your door, ladies. They're not stalking you as you walk down the street they're, they're, they're picking on you on Twitter, just block them. But, uh, it's going to, that's this the, the, the approach. Now, uh, we saw that yesterday. We can get into this uh, new ministry of truth that the Biden regime has established. We'll get to the woman, the woman, the per- person that Joe Biden has decided to tapped to, uh, protect people from misinformation this is and I hope I know people are stupid and, you know, particularly Biden voters, but I hope people are paying attention when the, the the you know two days after it's announced that Elon Musk will indeed purchase Twitter and things will change. Things are already changing. But the Biden regime comes up. Oh, for, uh, first, first, you have the people behind uh, Biden, the most powerful people in the world, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton coming out and saying we need to do something about disinformation. These are the the biggest purveyors of disinformation on the planet, and they want to come up with laws to stop their political opponents from speaking. They know Musk is going to uh, open it up and allow people to speak, allow people to have an opinion, and they want to stop that. That is, again, the beauty of this. That is what makes this so glorious, one guy is proposing free speech for all, which is kind of, I don't know, the American way. It used to be. And the other people, Obama, Biden, Hillary, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, they're proposing new laws, new, new uh, bureaus, new, new uh, you know, uh, arms of the, uh, of the uh, Biden administration, who will monitor and stop disinformation, which is just information that they disagree with or opinions they disagree with. Uh, I, I wanted to start with more Musk before we get to the Department of Disinformation and other. And we, we have some incredible Biden gaffes today. You know, it was funny when I first told you that you had to, one of your jobs was to get the daily Biden gaffe I I didn't think there'd be something every single day because Mm -hmm. let's face it. He doesn't, he doesn't speak every day. Hell he's done one interview in, I believe in 2022 and we're now almost through our fourth month. I believe he's done one interview. Kamala Harris has done like 40 and they've all been disastrous, but the president of the United States has done one interview. That's how scared they are of letting him go out there and take questions, but he does go before um, the the media occasionally and do press conferences. That's different than one-on-one interviews, but he does press conferences and he never gets through them without sticking his foot in his mouth. He never gets through them without losing his way. And yesterday we have one of the more bizarre examples. We'll get to that. We have to get to the Musk tweet last night because here's, Obviously, we're excited that Musk is taking taking over Twitter and opening things up and, and un, uh, letting people out of Twitter jail. We already have seen a couple of people like Tucker Carlson uh, who have been uh, reinstated. We're waiting. We're waiting. B, who are Musk's friends, who are the reason that Musk bought the company because they messed with his friends, which is wonderful. But Musk doesn't officially take control for a few months. They're going to do everything they can to to stop him. They're in, they'll be investigating Tesla and SpaceX and looking for his, uh, you know, parking tickets from college and making sure, you know, looking into his past. They're gonna you're gonna see stuff from the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ABC, NBCNN, CNN that you will not believe. The beauty of it is it'll be so transparent and so cynical. They'll just be saying. Yeah, obviously, uh, Joy Reid and company are already accused of, him of being racist and misogynist and everything else. But I think you're going to see Musk have some fun with this. In fact, yesterday he said we have to make Twitter fun again. And he did. <laughs> he, he is. And this tweet came out last night, 12 hours ago, and made me laugh out loud. Elon Musk tweets: Next, I'm buying Coca-Cola to put cocaine back in. And I saw this, and I rarely do this, where I just I got comfortable and I said I'm going to read the replies. And there's thousands of them. Obviously, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. 3.1 million likes. 3.1 million likes so far. 630,000 retweets. 136,000 comments. And. As expected, there's a few saying oh, this is no joke. We got a drug problem in this country, and you know this is what we look forward to. A guy, and, and he's just tweaking them. And I have a feeling he's going to do this regularly, if not daily. He's going to have some wisecrack. I think he indeed wants to make it fun again. And he is, let's be honest, he is the greatest troll in in the history of uh, social media. He is going to be trolling people. In fact, he also tweeted, and I agree with this too, that uh, Truth Social, you know, the Trump social media platform that you, did you get in? You said, Craig, you were waiting. I'm still on the wait list. I've been trying all day. Still on the waiting list. I don't know. I'll put in a good word for you, but uh, (laughs) I'm waiting to see if you get in. But he said, he tweeted something about Truth Social and said, it's a dumb name. And don't you agree? Isn't Truth Social... I don't know, a little awkward when you think about it. What do you even know? What do they call? What do they call their tweets on True social? Do they have a name? I guess it's truths. See, that is awkward, man. Yeah. Truths. Yeah. So that means if you send out something, you send out whatever, what you had for lunch. That's a truth. Yep. And if I like it and instead of retweeting, it's retruth you're kidding no that's that's what i saw (laughs) see he's i would say he is uh uh let me find the tree here it is uh yesterday truth social parentheses terrible name exists because twitter censored free speech he also says it should be called trumpet trumpet (laughs) now that'd be kind of cute um and he points out that they wouldn't exist if not for the tyrants at Twitter, like Vijay Gade and uh, Jack Dorsey and, and uh, Pramag Agrawal. They're the reason Trump and company started True Social. Now it's not good news for Trump and company that Twitter that uh, Musk bought Twitter, but they're gonna you know power on and put on a bold face and say we're happy for for uh, Musk, And I do, stu- I, I do, I suppose there's room for both. Although there's a whole bunch of other ones, gab and getter and parlor and, and, uh, you name it. Uh, but, uh, too social and sending out a truth. Yeah. I mean, I understand they want to make it clear that, uh, you know, they're, they're telling the truth or at least, uh, purport that they're telling the truth, but sending out that's not gonna catch on. No. Are you actually gonna tell your friend, did you see my truth? <laughs> I sent out a truth? That's weird. And God bless him, Musk pointed that out. Didn't I don't think he's necessarily thinking these things through like what does it all mean? How's it gonna affect everybody? He's just having fun. He's not really gonna put the Coke back in cocaine. And of course like 90% of the responses that uh, replies were about Hunter pictures of Hunter and Hunter's going to be happy to get back on Twitter now that they're, uh, or or start drinking Coke again. Now that they're putting cocaine back in Coke. I think that's been like whatever, like 80 years anyway, since they uh, had cocaine in Coke. Uh, I I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I didn't experience cocaine in Coke. Uh, in Coca-Cola. So, uh, I don't think he's serious. I think he's having a good time. I do want to mention, I do want to talk about this tweet though. Uh, because after he uh, tweeted about putting Coke back in cocaine, uh, or just right about the same time, he was probably, you know, like Trump in the bathroom, sitting there tweeting or maybe he was you know someone was driving him somewhere or flying him somewhere and he decided to take out his phone and tweak some people but he he tweeted this and i think it's serious he wrote for twitter to deserve public trust it must be politically neutral which effectively means upsetting the far right and the far left equally now i responded to this because this there's a flaw in this it sounds good It sounds good, and he wants people to think he's going to be neutral, and he wants people to think that the far left, you know, the New York Times and the Boston Globe, they'll be pissed, and the far right. The problem is only one side uh, engages in cancel culture. Only one side wants to shut their opponent up, to suppress them, to kick them off social media. There's nobody on the right who demands that you kick off you know, you name it, any, any New York, you know, uh, 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 Joy Reid or Kickoff, uh, you know, uh, Jake Tapper. The far left is the only one. The cancel culture only works one way. And I tweeted about this and got some response. And people said, oh, sure, only one way. Yes, that's the answer. Yes. The far and, and on top of that, the far left, the leaders of the far left, they're in Congress. You know, they're Ayanna Pressley and Liz Warren and and AOC and Bernie Sanders, the leaders of the far right. They're nobodies They're I don't know who you'd even call Gavin McGinnis. You know, the proud boys, the far right are already marginalized. You know what they want? They want to be on Twitter. They want to be on social media and have a have a voice, you know, Laura Loomer. She, she's, she ran for Congress. She was kicked off her email. She wasn't allowed to email. These are people who aren't allowed to use PayPal, who aren't allowed to use Airbnb. That's what they've done to the far right. The far left, they get elected to Congress. They get to, to, to speak on, on Twitter and social media and everything else. This this uh, you know authoritarian trend only works one way. So there's nothing... Musk can do to piss off the far right other than kick them off Twitter. The way he pisses off the far left is to let, you know, the people to to let Robert Malone or Alex Berenson or let them speak. That's what pisses them off. So you have no choice. Elon Musk, your job now is to piss off the far left and please the far right by, by letting them speak Again, it only works one way. This this trend of you know, there's only one side that wants to establish a ministry of truth. The, the, you know this uh, this I I saw this yesterday. I've read about it. I've read about this woman Nina Jankowicz, who is a far left fanatic, who will now be heading up the. What? Let me look. Let me look. The name of it is the dis. This, this is amazing. This is Orwellian. This is dystopian. This is frightening. President, uh, I'm reading right now from the uh, Daily Mail. President Biden has set up a disinformation board headed up by a woke so-called expert who is against free speech and tried to pour cold water on the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. That's the that's the lead from the Daily Mail. Nina Jankowicz will head the Department of Homeland Security's disinformation. Governance Board, as Executive Director, Politico reported, uh, Homeland Security Secretary, who got a new one before Congress yesterday, if you haven't seen it, he is obviously, he is completely 100% corrupt. He's part of this effort to open the border, but he lies about it. we says, you know, we're trying, but he is committed to opening the border and letting anybody from anywhere in our country, that is our Homeland Security Secretary, he did not disclose any powers that would be granted to this dystopian sounding board while addressing lawmakers Wednesday. Mayorkas did say the new board would come under the Biden area center for prevention programs and partnership. And they get into, I mean, this woman, this, uh, Uh, as a long history of, you know, crazy far left tweets and, and opinions. Um, wow. She's, she's eight months pregnant Mm. and she's now going to be running our disinformation board. And this will be supported by, you know, you and New York times and Washington post and CNN and all your far left media, uh, outlets and, you know, uh, Obama and Hillary say, this is wonderful. This, this is frightening. A disinformation board. It is designed for one thing only, to stop Biden's opponents, Biden's adversaries from speaking. All right, and this is my favorite part from uh, uh, Nina Jankowitz, our new minister, ministry, minister of truth. She's 33 years old, eight months pregnant, a successful author, this says, lives in, uh, went to George, <clears throat> Georgetown, lives in Virginia. But this is my favorite part. Jankowitz suggested last week that she opposes the First Amendment because she, <laughs> because she thinks it's bad for marginalized communities. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's called Elon Musk a free speech absolutist because he wants to make Twitter more open to all voices. So we get a woman in charge of uh, stopping disinformation who's against the first amendment. That's great. We're, uh, we're excited about that. We have uh, uh, Elon Musk tweaking everybody, trolling everybody, and hopefully he'll continue to do that for the next few months before he takes control of the company, but get ready, strap in, buckle up. They are going to come after him. The ministry of truth they're going to lead the charge and they're going to say, I don't know, you name it. He's racist. He's misogynist. He's homophobic. He's transphobic. He's uh he's an agent of, you know, South African you know, apartheid day, uh, the apartheid era, apartheid age, which by the way, Joy Reed has already said that he longs to bring back apartheid. So that's all they've got so far. Let's do the usual. Let's go to the playbook and call him a racist. But, uh, I look forward to Elon Musk's tweets and tweaks for the next few months before he takes control and opens things up and drives these people nuts. But it was not a good day by any definition for uh, the Biden administration yesterday. We had that that fool, uh, Mayorkas, before Congress getting a reamed. You know, we have obviously an open border, millions coming over the border. We have people bringing drugs and bringing disease and bringing COVID and Nobody seems, uh, I mean, nobody seems interested in enforcing the law at the border, but Joe Biden cleared things up, you know, when he uh, went uh, before the media yesterday, there were a couple of moments where you just, I mean, it just, uh, I know we say this every day, you just say, what is wrong with him? I mean, I know he's got dementia, but he's out there reading the teleprompter just losing his way I don't even understand this gaffe that we have with all the numbers it's just bizarre and obviously he was ad libbing this could not have been written for him but let's just play maybe you can explain it to me you have it there Craig let's uh, listen to Joe Biden Um, I don't know what you said talking about the good old days is that what he's doing here I'm still trying to figure out exactly what he's trying to say parenthetically if you think about it what was the reason why we led the world beginning around nineteen five, six, and seven and eight <laughs> why we led the world beginning in nineteen five, six, seven when what is nineteen five? What is nineteen six? What is nineteen seven? What does that even mean? What nineteen five, six, seven, and eight? That was, you know, the most bizarre thing he said yesterday, but the most revealing and I think a cut you are gonna see again and again in the mid you know, in the when the political campaigns heat up in the fall and then again in two years, when he talked about how they're your they're teachers, and he loves to think brag that his wife's a teacher, like oh, so what? You know, you know, she's a teacher. This is what teachers do. Well, like teachers, the kids belong to the teachers. Now, I'm not sure if Joe's kept up on the news, but this is just kind of a big issue in Virginia on whether you know, student, whether teachers should be involved in the curriculum, whether teachers should be able to know what the kids are learning or not learning, and should there be cameras in the courtroom? Should we know? What, uh, what they're talking about in class in terms of, you know, gender theory and sexual orientation, all that's kind of been an issue. Maybe he hasn't really paid attention. And parents are concerned that they're being left uh, boxed out of the, uh, the process. And I don't even know where, where this came from, but he started talking and he somehow decided, you know, the, te- the kids belong to the teachers, which is just the wrong, you don't even know what he said he doesn't even know that he stepped in it here but this thing went viral and i think we're going to see it a lot over the next couple of years because let's listen to joe talk about kids in the classroom you've heard me say it many times about our children but it's true they're all our children and the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that they're not somebody else's children they're like yours when they're in the classroom they' yours in the classroom. <laughs> They're not somebody else's children. They're yours. Uh, that's not. The, that's not what people want to hear, Joe. That's not what people don't want to send their kids to school and have the teacher or the schools think they belong to us now. They're not your kids. That's not how it works. But uh, you keep keep running with that, Joe. You keep running with that, and you know what. Uh, I know we want to move on, but I do want to do uh, the, the student debt thing, too, because I can't imma- I'm almost rooting for it. I think it's insane. This whole cancel student debt. We've talked about it many times. First of all, there's no such thing as canceling debt, as we've said, canceling debt. You you don't cancel it. You just shift it, transfer it to someone else. You In this case, you transfer transferred from the haves, the people with graduate degrees who took off took out big student loans and don't want to pay them back. So they came up with a scheme. Let's make the everyone else pay our debts. Eh, should we make them pay our car debts or a home? Not, no, let's just make a pair of student debts. And they get the usual radicals to carry the ball for them. That would be Liz Warren, Bernie Sanders, Ayanna Presley, AOC. AOC, by the way, who has, I think, $17,000 in student debt from uh, her time at Boston University. She... Has a degree. She makes 170 thousand or more per year. She's looking at making millions in speaking fees and books and everything else mm. in the next few decades. But she doesn't want to pay her debts. That's basically the bottom line. It does. So she came up with a scheme. You know, put it, tried to make it an issue. Said, "Let's make everyone else pay my debts." And somehow, <clears throat> this is taken seriously. This, I'm going to guess, you know, a generation ago would have been laughed out of the room if you brought it into the, to the House or to Congress, said, let's get the general public to pay the debts of the deadbeats who took out big loans and don't want to pay them back. <clears throat> there is some amazing numbers. And again, we've talked about this before. The majority of this debt is for <clears throat> people with graduate degrees. Tom Cotton yesterday said it quite simply he said, why should a trucker? who never went to college pay the debts from some kid who went to college, went to grad school, took out big loans, and doesn't want to pay them back. It's the most unfair, insane idea that we've heard out of this, uh, this Congress or this white house. And that's saying something and it's extremely unpopular. Nobody supports it. Nobody, you know, large majority are against it. But again, they don't care They, they, you know, Ayanna Press, the AOC, they, 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 get sent to Congress by a small band of radicals in their district. They could never even win statewide, although Liz Warren did. <laughs> she won statewide for Senate and then finished third in, the presidential, in her home state. So these aren't popular people with popular ideas. They're just not. And I was looking up these numbers. Check this out. The percentage of people in America with four-year college degrees, 37%. The people with graduate degrees, 37 Percent, the percentage of student debt, well, uh, that the, the, the uh, owned or whatever that carried by people uh, with graduate degrees, fifty-six percent. So more than half the people asking you and me and the truck driver to bail them out have graduate degrees. Have grad They have masters and PhDs and took out huge loans and don't want to pay them back. So they say, you know what? That guy picking up my trash right now, that guy painting my house, that guy delivering my Amazon package, he should pay my debt. How can anyone, how could anybody come agree that that makes any sense at all? Normally, you know, Democrats run with the, the, the everything's fair. We need to be more fair. Pay your fair share. They demand people. People who work for a living pay their fair share so the people who don't, their base, don't have to. In this case, you can't make a case for fairness. Fairness is some guy who decided he couldn't afford college or maybe some guy, woman, who went to community college or someone who said, you know, I'm going to commute and work at night because I can't afford to go to some, you know, Boston University. That person has to now pay the debt of the idiot who bit off more than he could chew, who who took on debt that he could not pay. How could that ever make sense? How could that ever be construed as fair and just? It's madness, and and it's cynical, too, and I'll tell you why. Big college is a big scam. We all know that. Big college is a big scam. They encourage kids to go to the best schools, the best means the most expensive private schools that cost 70,000 a year. And if you don't go, then the neighbor's going to look down their nose at you because their kid went and it becomes a competitive situation. And parents and students say, I'll do whatever it takes. I want my kid to go to whatever, uh, Wesleyan or Tufts or BU. So they take out big loans, government, uh, and you can't declare bankruptcy and get out of those loans. They encourage you when you're young and stupid to take out these big loans and go to these schools. And if you ever say, well, will I ever make enough money to pay it back when I get my degree in art history? And yeah, you know, whatever you need to go. The people making the money are people like Liz Warren who made 400 grand for teaching one course or Joe Biden who made a million dollars to teach no courses at the university of Pennsylvania. It's a big scare. It's a slush fund. And it's a big cycle where they keep raising the prices saying, you need to come here to get a degree. Oh, you can't afford it. No big deal. Take out a loan. So the kids, the stupid kids and the stupid parents take out the loan. And then when they can't pay it back, the politicians who made all the money from the universities say, cancel it, which you can't do. You just transfer it to the truck driver. Look at this endowments, and I've talked about this many times. If anyone should bail out these students who took out loans and can't pay them back, it is the universities. If you spent any time in universities of late, you know they are flush with cash. Every school is building new buildings and dorms and science labs and they all, you know, gyms. They have so much money because the scam is working. Kids go there. They pay whatever it takes. They pay even when they can't afford it. Harvard now has a 53 billion dollar endowment, Yale 43, Stanford 38, MIT 28. There are there's 700 billion in endo- uh, endowments in US schools right now. They're the ones making all the money and they somehow their their handmaidens in Congress want truck drivers and, and, and delivery men and house painters and whatever insurance salesmen to pay the debts for the kids that they scammed. It is a scandal. And I almost hope it's totally unfair. It's totally wrong, but I hope Biden agrees. He's already postponed it and cost the taxpayers billions, postponed kids paying their, uh, paying their debts. Almost want him to do this because it is so unpopular and so unfair. And once people focus in on it and say he did what, he did what. Ayanna Presley and AOC, AOC is just doing this for her own selfish benefit. She doesn't want to pay her loans. She's you know obviously she's been pampered her whole life, little rich kid. She she want to pay her debts. She's got a Tesla to pay for. You know she's got a probably a really nice apartment in DC. She's not going to pay her student loans. It's madness. It's insane, but go for it, Joe, do it. Let's do it. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see how that flies with the American public. The The truck driver must pi- now pay the debts for the gender studies graduate, you know, and, and think of how many worthless degrees there are out there. How many social sociology degrees and, and uh, gender studies and art history who are out there looking for a job saying, man, if I could only get the government to cancel my debt, to hell with them. Pay your debts. Why not cancel, you know, car loans, mortgages? Why not cancel all debt? Why just student debt? Anyway, go for it, Joe. All right, we got a lot more to get to here. Let me do, uh, let me tell you about Callahan Coffee. It's our first branded Product that is damn good coffee. Proudly roasted to order in Waltham, Mass. We ensured that we're getting freshest and highest quality coffee possible to right to your door. The feedback has been terrific. Everybody loves Callahan coffee, so you got to try it. Go to callahancoffee.com, click on the link, order it now, get a pound, try it, tell us what you think. We've got great reviews so far. All right. All right, let's do Yardboard, and then we'll get to a whole bunch of other stuff. All right, today's show is brought to you by Yardboard, the most fun electric scooter on the market. With gas prices skyrocketing, you know, we've been telling you about this. The Biden administration has been trying to bully Americans into brand 50, 60, 70 grand for a new electric car. But we got a much more practical solution. Get a scooter instead, whether you're in the city and you don't want to worry about parking or you're on an RV trip. Want a convenient way to get into town, or you just want to cruise around for fun? An electric scooter is the perfect vehicle. The Yardboard's unique design approaches transportation with one goal make it as fun as possible. Unlike most electric scooters that you've seen, the Yardboard has four wheels, which creates a riding style very similar to that of a snowboard. But compared with a snowboard, the handle lets you carve even harder. That's important. And you learn to ride much quicker. It has three different speed modes, so you can start slow and work your way up until you get comfortable. It's also tremendous in off-road conditions and can handle just about any terrain you throw at it. Weighing in at just under 30 pounds, the Yardboard is one of the lightest scooters in the world, while still going 22 miles an hour and having a range of 20 miles. It also folds flat so it can be easily transported in the trunk of a car or stored in the garage or the closet. Check it out now at Yardboard.com. That's Y-A-W-B-O-A-R-D. Yardboard.com. Or just Google Yardboard. All right, I got to say, I got to say, but say for years. Sage Steele. I love her. My girl, Sage Steele, my favorite ESPN personality. I stalked her at the Super Bowl. I have to admit <laughs> she didn't know. I, I don't think she knew I was there, but uh, she just sparkles. She's got a big, you know, she's just got a great glow about her. She's good on the air. She, apparently she's a very nice person, but she works at ESPN and she's not woke. So that's a problem. She didn't want to get vaccinated because she's young and fit and thin. And, you know, she wanted to make her own decision. They forced her to get vaccinated. She said that one day on a podcast with Jake Cutler. Uh, and then, then what happened? Then, then she got uh, demoted. Then they messed with the work at work at ESPN because she didn't fall in line. she is suing ESPN for violating her free speech rights. And all I could say is, go girl, go Sage Steele. Wall Street Journal first reported that Steele filed a suit against the famed sports network, claiming the network breached her contract over its reaction to remarks she made in September 21 about, as I mentioned, about the vaccine, but she's uh, talked about other things. She talked about race and how she doesn't want to identify as black. Another no-no at uh, ESPN because she's biracial, mixed race, and that's what she wants to call, and they didn't want her to say she was biracial, and and they said Obama calls himself black, and Steele said she never understood that because his black father abandoned him and his black mother and black, I mean, white mother, white grandparents raised him. So she asked the question, why wouldn't he want to identify as biracial? And again, that's a real sin because she didn't want to call herself black and she criticized Barack Obama. You can't do that at ESPN. Uh, Steele's lawsuit accuses ESPN of selective enforcement of its policy that bars news employees from commenting on politics and social issues. The suit alleges ESPN violated Connecticut law and Steele's rights to free speech based upon a faulty understanding of her comments and a non-existent workplace policy that serves as nothing more than pretext, claiming a network relied on inaccurate third-party accounts of Steele's comments. The best part of this, she's seeking an unspecified amount of damages. The best part of this, she still works there. I heard the story and I thought, did I miss when she quit or got fired? She works there. She's showing up at work today, well, she's like, she's like, uh, Brian Flores. She's working for a company. She's suing, <laughs> uh, ESPN told Fox, ESPN told Fox news that Sage remains a valued member of some of ESPN's highest profile con- content, including the recent recent master telecasts and anchoring our noon sports center. Um, she's going forward with anyway, God bless her. Um, <laughs> I, you know, obviously she has a good case. Obviously they don't allow you to uh, step out of line at, uh, at ESPN. They don't like people that uh, uh, ask questions about the vaccine or criticize Barack Obama. So she is, uh, uh, I no doubt being, uh, being uh, mistreated, demoted at ESPN. I hope she wins a fortune. I hope she uh, uh, makes enough money so she can walk away from that that dying outfit. But our guy Bobby Burek points this out on Outkick. ESPN punished Sage Steele for talking about the vaccine and about Obama, but allowed Jamel Hill to call Trump a white supremacist. Allowed Bamani Jones to say white people are the problem in this country. They allowed Mark Jones to celebrate conservative players tearing their ACLs and they allowed Jalen Rose to lie and say the police killed Jacob Blake. White people? Mark Jones' Jones thing went under the radar. Mark Jones is a play-by-play guy. Most people don't know who he is. He said he didn't want a police escort to the game, a college football game, which normally they give you a police escort because he was afraid the cop might shoot him. (laughs) He's, he's He's a total... you know, crazy left-wing radical moron who hates cops and is happy when I believe, uh, I forget who it was, who tours ACL, Jonathan Isaac, maybe, and, and he was happy about it because the guy didn't kneel for the anthem. These are the kind of people who get promoted, who get, who, who get, uh, uh, valued by ESPN, but Sage Steele, who said she wanted to call herself biracial? Sage Steele, who said she wasn't sure she really wanted the vaccine. She's the one that gets dumped upon. So go girl. I hope she kicks their ass. All right. A couple more things to get to here. I wanted to uh do we have time to do the demi Denny Hamlin story? Yeah, sure. Uh let's uh, you know what? Let's I, I I gotta do this uh um D U I story. This is this is incredible. Uh, yesterday in, uh, I guess it was in Quincy, a Worcester state rep named David LaBeouf uh, got arrested for DUI. That's no shocker. He's a Democrat, and apparently he's, uh, you know, laws for you, not for me. That's the way he is. Right. But the story, and I tweeted about it and got a big reaction because the story's amazing. He's, uh, he went to Harvard. You know, I'd be surprised. He was, you know, one of the beautiful people. A uh, state rep, uh, as I said, an elected official, he was arrested or he was found <laughs> by the side of the road driving with no front tire, driving on the rim, sparks and weaving around the road, and people were calling nine one one saying this guy's out of control. This was ten thirty. You know what time he was in the state house voting on some legislation? Nine p.m. <laughs> He was drunk on the floor of the house, apparently, uh, and then he was weaving in about Route 93. If you're not aware, 93 it is a major highway, yes. and he was weaving back and forth on three tires. They pull him over. He is apparently, I oh know they, they they had to help him out of the car first of all, and they had and they smelled alcohol and they had to give him a test. He was unable for the. To give him the field sobriety test, he was quote unable to follow instructions regarding performance of the tests and extremely unsteady on his feet. <laughs> so they take him, they find a bunch of nips, empty nips in the car, and they find a couple of cans of wine. Did you even know there were cans of wine? I did not. <laughs> Uh, There are cans of wine and this guy was drinking, uh, he had one empty, I mean one open and he was drinking it another uh, unopened on his console. So he's really careful, you know, when it comes to drunk driving, you mentioned driving around, you're wasted and you have how many, it was like nine, nine empty nip bottles in your car and an open can of wine. I mean, it's, I've never heard of a guy driving this drunk. They take him back to the uh, station uh, the barracks in South Boston, and they give him a chemical breath test. He blows a point three two nine. Now, I got to be honest. I thought that was, you know, you'd be in ho- in the hospital on life support, dead. I didn't think he was capable. People, you know, I've heard of, you know, drunk drivers who are just wasted and they blow a 1-2 or something. A three two nine is unbelievably staggering drunk. Mm-hmm. And he got in the car and drove. Um, There's a guy, by the way, who introduced, I believe introduced legislation against distracted driving and talked about the menace of people driving distracted on their phones, looking at social media, whatever. And I agree with them. That is a problem. This would be a bigger problem getting behind the wheel with a three-two-nine. Um, obviously he'll, you know, say he's got a problem, a medical condition. He's got to go to rehab and all that. But I have never heard, I've never heard of somebody driving this drunk. It's, it's, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know if, I've, you know, when I think of how drunk, think of the drunkest you've ever been just in a, in your mind where you pass out. I'm there. I remember a new, a new year's Eve when I was like, just out of college. I was probably 23 and we had Midori, which is disgusting. It's Ugh, watermelon. Uh, yeah. And drank like at midnight to celebrate, drank a whole bottle. And I remember it cause it was the worst hangover I've ever had that green crap. i I mean, it was just a nightmare. I can't imagine the thought of, I think I'll drive home. It is incredible that you could get this wasted. First of all, he's 32 years old. He's a, you know, elected official, but then you think I'll drive home that is one reckless individual and I don't have a lot of sympathy for him. He put a lot of people's lives in danger. They, they asked Charlie Baker, the governor about it. And he said, uh, as a general rule, driving while intoxicated drug or drunk is irresponsible and dangerous. Oh, really? That's a hot take there, Charlie. But I, I, you know, I assume the guy will be going away for a while as well. He should, but, I don't know how you get to that point where you think I can do it. I can make it <laughs> you know, when you're that wasted. But uh, anyway, I want to get to, uh, we got to get to Denny Hamlin. Speaking of uh, driving recklessly, uh, this story, the, I guess, I guess I don't blame the NASCAR, everybody, everybody's afraid of the woke mob. This is something that would have been laughed off. I don't know, 20 years ago. Ten years ago? Yeah. Just Six. A joke. <laughs> Two, three years ago? Yeah. Uh, we, we know... Uh, these are NASCAR drivers. These are good old boys. Denny Hamlin is a friend, a good friend, a best friend of Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson made a move at Talladega the other day where he... I guess it was reckless. I guess he... uh. uh he caused a uh, a crash.
1: The big at one Talladega at Tailadega on Sunday. Yeah.
0: The big one. The what? The big one. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know a damn thing. You know who's in the wrong and the right. Whenever they have these crashes, and they know and you know, watch it. I don't care about it. But Denny Ham, they're big, big names. Denny Hamel's a big name, and he's he's done this before. He dared to have, you know, a sense of humor. But he posted a clip from Family Guy to bust balls of his friend Kyle Larson. And the next thing you know, Denny Hamlin is going to sensitivity training. But do we have, is this the video from The Race? Uh, It's both. This is the whole clip. Okay. We got the clip where he posts and he busts his ball, busts his friend's balls and makes a joke and uses Family Guy. By the way, a cartoon that's on, you know, prime time still it is amazing what Seth MacFarlane and, you know, the South Park guys, what they get to do, what they're allowed to do. But a NASCAR driver posts a clip directed at his friend, and the next thing you know, he's been ordered to apologize and go to sensitivity training. But go ahead, let's watch it. Oh, well, would be better with audio. It would, help if we, it would help if we had the sound of the offending audio. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. how much signal i need to cut across eight lane? none i turn now good luck everybody else how- all right that's and it says kyle larson and i guess he put a little bit of effort into it that's just a guy busting his friend a, a friend who caused the crash i guess kyle larson's part japanese not that i don't even who cares you know who cares it's from family guy it's talking about someone cutting across four lanes which is basically what he did um this is this is the the reason this is so stupid is cuz they can make him go to sensitivity training right and they will he already has they made right. him apologize what we he gave a statement uh the 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 Toyota, you know, gave a statement. I'm sure he'll lose some advertisers and everything else. They can do all that. You know what they're not going to change? They're not going to change the fact that guys bust each other's balls. It's what they do. Now, Denny Hamlin won't do it in, you know, on social media next time, maybe, but he's still gonna bust Kyle Larson's balls when he does something like this. This is what guys do. It's there's nothing, there's nothing racist or offensive about it. When you think about it, it's just a guy busting his friend. And what did he do? What did he use to do it? A cartoon that's on network TV now today. Honest to God, if you can't say that's just a guy, you know, being a wise ass, trying to be funny, trying to make fun of his friend who caused the crash. I don't know where we go next. What's going to happen to Denny Hamlin? I've been to sensitivity training. It's a joke. I mean, it's a joke he's kidding he's joking he didn't say this in anger I mean these are the same people right who had a whole went this whole charade with the, uh, uh you know with the with the uh, the noose in the in the garage and they yeah. all had to come out uh Bubba Wallace they all had to come out and like touch him and hug him and touch his car when everybody knew there was no noose I mean, it is just performance art. Here's uh, Denny Hamlin's tweet. He says, "I found a post I made earlier, after reading some of the comments, it was poor choice of memes, and I saw it was offensive. It came across totally wrong. I apologize. Shouldn't have done that, Denny. You should have said, I was just busting my friend's balls and using a clip from a cartoon. Why doesn't... Seth MacFarlane ever have to apologize. He's the one that made the meme. Mm. It was not on, maybe it's not on social. Actually, it probably is on social media, but it's a cartoon and kids watch it and it's just busting. And it's, uh, it's just too bad. It's too bad. Nice try, Denny. Nice try. And you know what? I don't care. It's, it's still funny. People laugh. People appreciated your sense of humor. And, uh, all right. We got time to do John Henry? Of course. Let's do Shea first. though. Uh Let's do Shea Concrete. <clears throat> Let me do Shea Concrete. Let me tell you about Shea, and then we're going to congratulate the Pizzutis, the uh, owners of the Red Sox and the Boston Club. Another big move, you know, for these uh, global warming, for these climate change alarmists, these climate change hypocrites. But first... Let me tell you what Shea Concrete has for you. They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. Whether you're building a new home or remodeling and replacing an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values, designs that will fit your home. You can go with the concrete or you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They'll make your front steps the talk of the neighborhood. Uh, They remove the old stairs. You have them walking up your new steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, you'll have a great looking front entrance that will add value. This is a, this is an investment in your home. Not not an expense. You'll, 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 you'll get this back someday. That's what I think. One phone call. She will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. And in a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Learn more about the concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, You can apply for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring because business is booming and they are a great company. Right now they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. This obviously made me laugh out loud. If you read the Boston Globe and nobody does anymore, but if you see their tweets or their headlines, you know, or you just know what they do is they daily. I mean, all, all you know, the they, like two kinds of stories. One, you know, the everyone's racist and sexist and homophobic. That's one story. And the other kind is we're all going to die because of climate change. The, the word, you know, if we don't start using paper straws and driving Priuses, we're all going to die. They are one of the leading proponents of climate change alarmism of, of climate change panic. And if you had a house on the water, like in the, on the ocean, you'd think, you know, you better get rid of that or you better build a big cement wall because the ocean is rising fast because of all the carbon in the atmosphere. And we're all going to get washed away and, you know, Manhattan will be underwater and, Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. And, oh, wait, not Nantucket. Nantucket's not going to be underwater. The people who tell you this about climate change, the Boston Globe, the person who owns the globe, the person who makes all the decisions on how many stories about climate change you, you see, just bought a $25 million waterfront estate uh, on Nantucket. That would be John and Linda Pazuti. The people, and I know I've said this before and I'll say it again, the people who tell you to worry about climate change do not worry about climate change at all. Bill Gates bought a $43 million house on the ocean. Barack Obama has two new mansions. One, in Martha's Vineyard for $12 million, one in Hawaii for $9 million, right there on the water. That guy said last week, time is running out. Climate change is going to kill us all. Well, John Henry, another fanatical climate change alarmist, and his his wife, Linda Pizzuti, just bought a 20, and, and I'm looking at it right now. It is right on the water, massive house for this weirdo and his trophy wife. Uh, he doesn't believe, she doesn't believe it. They don't believe it. You know, Joe Biden doesn't believe it. Uh, Liz Warren, Ed Markey don't believe it. They just want you scared. They want you living in fear. So you will do what you're told. But uh, congratulations to the lovely couple who will now be uh, out there on Nantucket with the beautiful people in their $25 million oceanfront, at least for, what, eight more years? And then the world's going to end. Or maybe four, maybe five. I don't know. It's going to end soon if you people don't start getting in line and start getting electric cars and, 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 and paper straws. But I'm just shocked we made it through the, the winter. Shocked at what? That we made it through the winter of death. Well, uh, didn't you hear the winter? That's <laughs> true. Winter, the winter of death and what do you say? Serious illness and death for the <laughs> unvaccinated. That didn't happen. Sometimes, eventually, people have to say, how many times... Are they going to lie to us? How many times are they going to be wrong? If you get a chance sometime, look at the last 40, 50 years of the climate change alarmism. It went from global cooling to global warming to acid rain to ozone layer, and now it's climate change. And if you don't get on board, if you don't listen to the high school dropout from Sweden, we're all going to be dead in, in you know, eight years. It's just such nonsense. Judge them on what they do, not what they say. True and what they and do never the What they do is buy big mansions on the ocean because they know they know the oceans aren't going to wash them away in eight years. But I right, we shall leave it there. Did I miss anything? I know uh, we're a little, little choppy today, Ironhead. But uh, you have to piece it all together. I sure do we'll be back though stronger than ever on locals tomorrow. We will be on locals. I don't even know what you guys did on locals last week. You can you can tell me about it tomorrow because actually the listeners, the texters, the callers can tell me about it because I was away for a couple of days. I think I was like flying all day on Friday and never got to I heard I heard rumors about what happened here last week on locals. <laughs> Maybe you could fill me in Tomorrow when we return, but uh, hopefully uh, people uh, can join us. If you're not a member, if you're not a part of our community, you can just go to CallahanShow.Locals.com. That's right. CallahanShow.Locals.com. CallahanShow.Locals.com. If you want to join us each and every Friday, we have a little, uh, little private showing on Fridays, but you're welcome to join us. Just go to CallahanShow.com. Locals.com, but that will do it for today. Don't forget Sunday, 9. AM in Andover, the step up for Colleen 5k, the Ritzer race. Just go to step up uh, There's still, you can still sign up. You can still show up. You can meet Kirk Minahan. You can meet, uh, I think uh, there's going to be other radio personalities. Showing up there Of course you can meet Dave Cullinane You can race You can run It's a great race A great cause And apparently the weather's going to be spectacular So show up Sunday 9am For the Ritzer race We will see you there Thanks to everybody For watching And listening Thanks you Ironhead I'm Jerry Callahan This is the Callahan Show And you can join us Tomorrow Only on Locals Here tonight, Shaking my head Something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. To take- like the show? Leave a five star review on Apple and Spotify.